It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Tuesday Trots Live with Jason Bonington on SEN Track. Join the conversation today and text us on 0499 736 736. Hello and welcome back to hour two of the education edition of Trots Life on a Tuesday here on SEN Track. And we're joined by a man who's been a great friend of SEN Track right from the very start, right from its inauguration, Michael Stanley. How are you, Mick? I'm going well, thanks, Bonus. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. You've got uh, you've got your machine going around on Saturday night. Rock and roll, do. Um, he is a special horse, and you picked it out very early. Andy Gath did the same with uh, with Catch a Wave. Tell us for a start. Now we hadn't seen it on the track when when you were already declaring this stuff. What is it that you see at home with a horse like Rock and Roll do before that they've done it on the track that you already know you've got a Learjet. I think it was just, um, you know, early on when he was doing things wrong, jumping out of his gear and, and you know, the light bent a little bit wayward as he is with his with his head and that. He would he was still always able to work with a horse like Barroom Banner who was going out and performing at the highest level as a two-year-old. So we just knew that um, even though he wasn't putting it together on the racetrack, the day that, you know, it all came together for him, we knew the talent was there. So, um, yeah, he's been a work in progress and and we had to drive him um, to educate him there for, for quite a while. But, you know, we're, we're paying dividends uh, now. Well, what sort of uh, horse is he? Because probably the only... and we, uh, Look, I think he'll, on face value he'll be able to lead on Saturday night, but... The only um, maybe tiny little chick in his arm would probably be the development of turning into the complete package of switching on straight away at the start of races, putting himself in the right spot, being as tractable as possible. All those things, though, it seems like with some horses that they won't come, but with him it feels like they will come. Yeah, definitely. I think I think the night in the Bonanza, you know, I, I put my hand up and say that I just chased him too hard. I was just too focused on trying to keep Bondi lockdown out, and I chased him way too hard at the start. Now, I know that when you're in those races, the horses should be tractable enough to be able to do that. But, you know, I knew he wasn't at the time, but I still I still chased him out. So, you know, I blame myself for that one because, um, you know... If you let him balance the first 20 metres, he can be quick enough to hold, as we saw that night when I had to use him twice um, to, to hold out uh, Cherokee Joe and, and then springing his step had a crack at me as well, which I was holding and, and ended up letting him go because we were going silly. So if you do let him balance, he can get out quick enough. Um, yeah, and I probably was just too focused on, on having to hold Bondi lockdown out that I that I overdone it. And... Um, 
and then in the chariots of fire he actually went 100 meters and and um he was just trying to get to a spot too quick so yeah we know that you, you know your normal horse shouldn't gallop in those occasions and and that's where you say the, the little chink in his armor um but i like you said, if we can iron those things out, he, he does show that he's got enough uh, natural speed that he, he can possess good early speed when he gets it right. Yeah, pretty confident on Saturday night. I know he's uh, he's already trialled and trialled extremely well. He's got you and Bucky and drawn uh, outside the front row. We know, look, I don't know if you even want to put a number on it, but he seems like the kind of horse, if you really wanted him to over the 2,240 metres at Melton, I'd, he could probably go... 54 or faster um, at any given time. So I'm guessing if you do find the front, you'd be very confident you'll be winning on Saturday night? I think if you find the front and you have quality horses like Yan Bucky and sit outside, if you run an even tempo, um, like you say, if you've got a horse that can run a, the last mile in 154 over a long trip, it makes it extremely hard for those horses that are tracking wider on the track. So, But in saying that, he's, he's first up He's first up from a break, um, a short break as it is, and he trialled well last week. Um, and, and, you know, we've got bigger targets to come, um, you know, in the back half of this year. So I think the other thing Bonners is um, with Rock and Roll Do is he, he is very fast. Yeah, um, you yeah. Know, he doesn't have to be driven as a staying. He, he, will, he will peel off a, um, a 26 and a half, uh, last quarter if he gets it easy as well. So it, it's not as if you have to run along and, and, and that, but I'm pretty confident if he got it steady, there, there's nothing that would outsprint him either. So, look, we'll, we'll try and obviously we'll, we'll run a genuine tempo because that's how he, that's how he loves it. He, he loves rolling along and, and he does it easy. You know, he feels like he, I said to Chris Alford, oh, sorry for going so hard at the trials because I didn't, I didn't feel I was going that quick. He never feels like he's going as quick as what he is. Um, and I think um, when you talk to anyone with the with the really good horses, that's that's sort of how they feel. I, you've, you've absolutely thieved the next question because I was going to say, watching him even, I was uh, wondering what he felt like from behind because watching him even, and I think that's probably the reason. I mean, you talk about his speed, but probably – from the periphery, people don't look at him as the super fast accelerating horse because he just looks like he's he's cruising. He stretches his neck out and he looks like he's just cruising. And that must be how he feels from behind because that's probably – it's those horses sometimes, I think, from the outside. People think, oh, well, you're not the quickest horse in the world. You're more of a rolling type. But he's actually just – he covers the ground that well and he's such a natural athlete. That's how he looks. Yeah, hundred percent right, and um, and and he is. He, he's such a big beast of a horse. He's a powerful horse. He's got a long stride, and yeah, he, he and like I said, he he does love rolling along. He, he he is more comfortable within himself. You'll see you'll see him when he gets out of the gate. You'll get his head awkward still a little bit the first fifty or hundred meters. Then when he gets working into his rhythm and he's striding along, he holds his head really well and, and he is a lot more comfortable when he's in that, that nice big long stride of his, yeah. Now, I know you're busy. I'll let you go in just a moment, but just one final question. I've expressed my frustration and disappointment a number of times over the scheduling at the end of the year because I'd love to see more of the more of the really exciting, glamour headline four-year-olds going into Dominion. I'm assuming, without having heard anything you've said of recent times, that you'll take a more traditional path is it, is it actually 
if you are going that way, is it frustrating for you as well? Would you like to go into it into Dominion? Are you possibly thinking about it? Or do you like the idea of, okay, we can cover off some more four-year-old features at the end of this season and then set him for the big races next time around? You know what, Bonners? We are going to target the, the Inter Dominion. You know, these horses, these horses now. You give it another week, and and they're actually turning five. I know they're still four to yeah. the end of the year with the season change, but you you go traditionally in the past, these horses are turning five. This is their prime time to be targeted in an Inter Dominion. Um, as far as juvenile races, we've got the Sky Stakes, which is in. Um, the last week of December. Uh, the Breeders' Crown for four-year-olds is is only a 50k race bonus. It's it's not a 100k, um, 150k race. Yeah. So they really only have the the size stakes at the end of the year. So um, yeah, we're we're going to we're going to target the the Inter Dominion Victoria Cup that path. Um, you know, going back on the old traditional. Uh, path as a five-year-old is which they would have been, um, and then obviously it's in it's in Melbourne, so we're not we're not travelling to Sydney, Queensland, New Zealand to to, to take part in it. So um, you know it's it's a good time to to get them into a series like that and season season them for the next three or four years of hopefully Grand Circuit racing if if they uh, can take the next step. I absolutely love to hear you say that. I'm not sure that everyone with a good four-year-old will go the same path as you, but I wish just about everybody did. I am frustrated. I know that the the crown is only a $50,000 race and all the rest of it, but I am frustrated that trainers and owners uh, and breeders don't get an opportunity to tackle all the races rather than have to pick and choose. But I'm extremely happy to hear that the fact that you're you're going to the Inter-Dominion. And as we know, you don't go to the Inter-Dominion this year. You take an easier path. And you can't be guaranteed of having a horse next year. I mean, he seems like a sound animal, but you never know what's going to happen with horses, do you? Yeah, that, that's a hundred percent right. And uh, look, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm an advocate for moving the calendar year and and the two and three year old races, particularly to where they have for the horses to furnish. But for four year olds, if we had the size stakes. In, in the old time slot, they would have already been through the size stakes yeah. and then they'd be able to get ready for these races, which they have in the past. So, yeah, it does make it a bit awkward for the four-year-olds, but in, in saying that, our, our two- and three-year-olds, it does give them time to mature and furnish as horses as well. So we probably can't have the best of uh, every world, can we? But, um, yeah, like you said, I, you know, we went through it firsthand with Rackham Up Tiger Pie. You know, he was in a purple patch as a, as a four-year-old running in the in the uh, Ballarat Cup and, and really looked like he could have been an open grade performer and then he really he never came back the next year. So sometimes um, you, you have to uh, you have to make hay while the, the, the sun shines, they say, when, when a horse is in form. Well, he's, uh, he's a very, 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 very good horse. I'm excited to hear that he'll be targeting the Inter Dominion and the Victoria Cup. We wish you the best of luck Saturday night. Thanks for chatting with us, Mick. He's gone. Um, maybe something yeah. said. Uh, but it, great to have a chat with Michael Stanley, and uh, he was—he's uh, a very close mate with Josh Jenkins, as we know. And I think had a few words to say when Josh came out and um, and spoke so eloquently around the camp, as we'll call it. 
Um, but he's a he's a very good speaker. He's a smart guy, Mick. And you know what? If anyone was going to target the Inter Dominion with a four year old, I've discussed this so much on the show. But Mick's the man because I think that's it's a change of thinking. Yeah. So if you cast into this situation where you've got to pick and choose, I think there'll be an older mentality of no. If there's age restricted races to target and there's a bit of money on, you go there. You don't go to an Inter Dominion. You go there because that's what we've always done, and what we'll you know what we've always done is what we'll always do. But uh, guys like Matty Craven and um, probably the Lara J Farm team and um, and Mick Stanley and a few others, a few of the younger brigade, probably more willing to say, "No, nah, look, throw caution to the wind. This is a big opportunity. He's flying. Mm. Uh, we might not have him at this level. We might, but we might not have him at this level in twelve months' time. Let's go for the big the big race series and um, and go for the big spoils." All right, we'll go for another break. We'll come back. We might talk about a little gift when we come back that um, you're considering. No, not stall. Um, <laughs> unless you could, maybe you can buy stall. You seem to have no, no, a fair bit of money. No, um, no, don't be don't be going down that path now. When we come back, and then uh, at twelve thirty, we're going to have Rod Lakey <laughs> on the line to talk about Lock and Varad after his first up run since February in the My Lightning Blue Free for All last Saturday night.